Well, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, the second week for Chapter 2 of the Art Book Club. Um, if you uh, haven't discovered Chapter 1, uh, we are actually uh, doing a review for the book uh, Artwork um, by Heather Bandari and Jonathan Melbler. I uh, did Chapter 1 last week. And so we're just going to go chapter by chapter. Um, it's better than doing it all at once because if you do it all at once, you kind of miss some stuff. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm going through each chapter and I'm pulling out some things that I um, think that they're doing really well in the book per chapter. And I'm providing some insights. Um, I worked as a certified business advisor for the SBA for four years and I've been a professional artist for 12 years. I owned an art gallery for nine so I've got a lot of experience um, and I wanted to just kind of give my critical analysis of the book and then also kind of give some advice as I go along. Chapter two is a lot longer than chapter one. Let me tell you, when I started going back into chapter two, I was like, oh, f I forgot how long it was. Um, but that's OK, because it does have some really good stuff. And there's some other things that I didn't really like about chapter two, but we're going to talk about it. So. I wrote a blog for it, which I I need to edit it and post it up, but um, it should be up by tomorrow. I'm going to try to edit it tonight. Um, but, you know, a couple things that I, uh, starting off, I what I really, really liked was they mentioned how important it is for you to build a habit of getting in your studio, whatever that looks like, um, to make your artwork on a consistent basis. And that's really difficult for artists if they haven't um, gotten used to making art on a regular basis. But it's really important. And um, if you're listening to this and you're just getting started, the reason why that's so important is because it establishes a good routine. It can You can build on your skill set uh, really quickly, especially if you're consistent, and um, your artwork can grow. You can learn your creative process. Um, and uh, the thing the book doesn't say is how long you should do that for before you start your business. So that's something that I'm going to criticize this book about is they don't actually give a timeline. And and I'm and on the blog I mentioned this and I, I didn't realize it until I was reading I was actually the last line of the blog I was writing it. The authors of this book, one is a was a, a lawyer that handles um, I guess artist copyrights or whatever. And then the other one is a art dealer or art gallerist, as that they call it in the industry. And I never really thought about it until I started writing um, the blog for Chapter 2. And it dawned on me that neither of them were artists. So I think that's probably my, my biggest, biggest criticism so far of this book is that they, um, they're not writing it from the perspective of a uh, working artist. They're writing it from the perspective of professionals in the art industry. And so my advice is if you're just starting out, it really does depend on what your medium is. If you're, you know, graphite artist or, you know, if you're a painter or sculptor, um, there definitely is some um, sort of average amount of time it takes for you to really be become comfortable and proficient at what you're doing. Um, and it, but it does require you to show up as much as possible. My advice is to reduce the amount of material cost that it's going to require from you to pay in order to get to where you need to be. So like, for instance, if you're just trying to get drawing down as a fundamental, then go to Walmart and literally get like a thousand 
you know, pack of just regular printer paper, get some, you know, mechanical pencils and just start drawing. Um, because there's no reason for you to be spending a lot of money on materials if you're just starting to build your, build your skill set. Really, you should be investing that money into like workshops and, you know, in person and online in order for you to build your skill set really quickly. Um, but nonetheless, establishing that consistency is really important. They talk about that in chapter two at the very beginning, which is really important. And I'm glad they talk about that um, because it's a key pillar um, to making sure that, um, that you build a really good foundation um, for your for your art career because um, it, it's a long process. It's it's a long road. Your expectations should definitely reflect the fact that making this a career takes a while, and you're not going to see the results right away. Just want you to know that. Um, some if you see people online that are getting those results quickly, it's it's a fluke. It's not normal. It takes a while. For most of us, we're not like all gifted and, you know, we don't have parents that supported us, you know, and we weren't sent to art school, you know, in high school or whatever. Like for, for a lot of us, we were discovering this talent somewhere along the lines of in our 20s, you know, maybe late teens and, and some of us in our 30s or 40s. So for, for the rest of us, it's it takes some time. So just so you know that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention um, is that the work that if you hear our cat, she's in heat and she's just meowing all the time. It's like late at night and she just is going crazy. So excuse, <laughs> excuse her and me if you hear her moaning in the background. Um, literally cat meowing, moaning. Uh, that wasn't her. That was actually a motorcycle because we live close to the road. Anyway back to my review of this chapter um one thing that i want to mention about working um, on your artwork is that you don't always have to be on the easel or on a piece of paper um especially after you've kind of gotten a a good skill set going for for your medium it doesn't require you to always be on the canvas or always be on the paper or always be on your you know on your clay or whatever it is that you're working with sometimes working on your artwork and my mentor Warren Taylor uh, who's a a watercolorist and he retired um, but he gave me this advice which is always be thoughtful about what you're creating and it's true because you your creation process isn't always going to be working with the materials sometimes it's researching reading listening watching thinking and planning all those things count as you working on your artwork. Sometimes I am literally just lost in thought thinking about my art or I'm listening to a lecture or I'm reading a book and it's I'm pausing to think about how that impacts my creative process. That is also working on your artwork and it's legitimate because the thoughtfulness of your work doesn't always come while you're creating it. It comes before and it comes after. Sometimes it happens during, but during is the execution, right? And so there's everybody has their different ways of doing that, your creative process. But I just want you to know that in this book, they do mention that the, the, uh, the work that you do doesn't always happen in the studio, but it should be included regardless. And I will definitely support that because it's something I encountered later on in my career that I appreciate and that I validate for myself. And I'm thinking, okay, 
I'm not on the easel right now, but how am I using this time to think about my artwork? So just wanted to acknowledge that. And that is a thing, just so you know. Um, the next part that I wanted to mention, um, and I try to keep it concise, especially on the blog, um, is because it's, the, again, the chapter two is a little long. Um, and they divide it up into to different parts. But one thing they talk about is, is the studio itself. And they talk about the studio at home or the studio outside of your home. And they talk about the benefits of both as well as what it will take from you or what it will cost you. So I actually owned a art gallery slash studio with a large space, vaulted ceilings, and huge walls. And so I had the capacity to do some really big paintings and I did, I really took advantage of that. However, it costs, it costs money. Obviously I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to say that you, you don't know that, but just so you know, in the book, they mention about, you know, if you're working from home, it has limitations. Yes. I totally acknowledge that you can't work huge like you would in a, in a, in a big space. Um, but what I learned was, is that working in a studio gallery, uh, where I had plenty of space, yes, I had the benefit of working without any distractions. However, I had to work more because of the fact that I was covering those costs. And so there was the added pressure of having to make sure I could keep the lights on at the studio gallery, um, and sell, and so it was there was a lot of pressure in that. And so my my advice is unless you're unless you have the capacity, um, the budget, the time, the resources to um, work in a studio that's outside of your home, I would has I would I would wouldn't out the gate think about doing that. If you're just getting started um, or if you've been doing it for a couple, maybe maybe a handful of years, I would not pull that trigger quite yet because the goal is to build enough consistency in your sales after you've got to know your creative process and all that stuff so that you can grow your sales consistently and know how much to depend on a percentage of those for your cost of living and your operating expenses and taxes and putting away for profit and you know paying yourself so that has to be done you have to be able to find those numbers consistently. Otherwise, you know, just because you had a good month doesn't mean that you're going to have another good month the next month. Trust me. Trust me. It doesn't mean that. And I remember feeling, oh, man, I made a huge sale. Now I'm going to have consistent months from here on out. Not true. Not true. It takes years to build that consistency. Um, so my advice is if you're just starting out, um, it's okay if you work from your home. I, I work from my home now. And we have turned our home into a working studio and we just make a little bit of space for us to sleep and the rest is for work creative work and it's wonderful i love it um but that's that's us that's how we that's how we operate in our home not everybody has the luxury of doing that and i understand that but i will say that if if you can manage to create a little space for you in your home where you can create for now I would go that route because you can keep more of the the money that you make off of your art to reinvest into supplies, into you know marketing or whatever it is that you need to reinvest that money into. Um, so they cover that in the book, but I wanted to add my two cents to it and and um, acknowledge that they do talk about both. They talk about the limitations of both. Um, one other option is you could also do a co-op 
which is where multiple artists share the responsibility of paying the rent and utilities for a, a workspace. And so that's a possibility too, but you have to cultivate that in your art community, meaning you have to get involved. You have to go meet artists and you have to meet, you know, um, property owners and get to know commercial real estate and all this other stuff. So, you know, just so you know, that's a thing that you have to, you have to try to work at in order to get to that point. So, um, and then the next part that I think is, uh, it's, it's the lengthy part of this chapter that I don't agree with. It's not that I don't agree with the information. The information they give out is good. It's just the way that they presented it, it was too early. It's too early to be discussing this stuff. This is chapter two, and they're talking about inventory. They're talking about invoices, taxes, insurance. They're talking about stuff that you don't need to be thinking about right now. You need to be thinking about the creative process. And again, I go back to the <clears throat> to the authors. Um, <clears throat> they're, they're managers. They're, they're the gallerists. They're professionals. So I think they're thinking about how they should be presenting this important business information right away to provide value, but it's not valuable. It hurts because it, it gets the artist thinking too soon about the business part. The talking about leading up to that is part of the business because there's a whole pre-startup phase um, which by the way I created a little pre-startup assessment tool on the website that you can it's a questionnaire you can download it and answer those questions and it's it's meant to help you understand what you need to be thinking about before you even pull the trigger on filing the business and 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 uh, putting your money and time into it which by the way they don't even talk about I mean they Again, the information is solid. It's just not well organized because they're talking about inventory and taxes and all this stuff, but they didn't even talk about legal entity. They didn't talk about the difference between LLC and a sole proprietorship. They don't talk about, they don't even mention having a startup budget. Like how much money are you going to need to dedicate to starting the business? It's not just supplies. You know, it's the legal costs. It's, you know, it's the insurance. It's the marketing, the advertising. It's, you know... It's all those things, and they don't. It's it's a little disjointed. So, I would say if you're going to read this chapter, and you get to that portion, look at it, take it in. Just don't put your mind yet in terms of like I need to start doing this now because it's not the appropriate time if you're just getting started, or even if you've been doing art for a while and you're like, okay, I'm ready to make this into a legit business. It's, it's just go through the book first and listen and take notes and understand. Don't get to this chapter and be like, okay, it's time for me to start doing all this stuff. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Do not do that, especially with the way that we presented it in this particular chapter. Let's see how the rest of the chapters play out so that we can figure out how to piece it all together because they do give some good information and good resources. But again, I don't like that they put it in chapter two. It This should be like the latter chapters. You know, it should not be at the front. I feel like it's just, it's too soon. Another thing I wanted to mention um is that uh, there was a um, a recent poll that was taken um, on uh, on the subreddit for art business on Reddit, and um, it's something that I think is really important. And they mentioned in the book, which was talking about having a day job while you're doing all this. This is something that I really love that they mentioned because 
it's not something that's talked about a whole lot. It is, um, it's almost glossed over. It's like sometimes people say, especially for artists, like, oh, I need to quit my day job and dedicate 100% of my time into this or it's not going to happen at the, at the, in the time frame that I want it to happen. And I'll be honest with you, I have a day job and I've been doing this for 12 years. Um, and it allows me to have the kind of life that I want while still being able to work on my artwork. And you should have that ability too. It's just that some people find it challenging to do a job that they don't enjoy and then dedicate the other part of their time or their day to making artwork. The point is that you should be wanting to align those things as closely together as you can so that they kind of help each other a little bit. You know, like you don't want to, I get it. Not everybody has the luxury of being able to work in a gallery and then they go home and then they able to work on their artwork and the gallery pays, you know, more than enough for their expenses, their living expenses. Not everybody has that opportunity. I get it. But there are jobs out there that align with who you are and what you like and your talents that can also lend to your artwork as well in some sort of way, right? They can be adjacent. And so I like that they they highlight that in the book in that most artists, mid-level artists and artists like myself that have been doing it for a while still have a day job. It is absolutely normal, more normal now than ever before, right? Because of the way things are in, in the world. And that's that's important to acknowledge. And so I also, again, I wanted to share this poll that I found on on that subreddit. And they uh, somebody asked, you know, what was everybody's average income off of sales, like their gross revenue? And I did the numbers off, off of what the poll was asking. And between 3000 to $5,000 a month, only 10% of the artists that, that on that poll were, were making that much money every month. Um, 10%. And that's, I did some more research and it's true. It's, it's an industry average. Um, and 1% were making around eight to $10,000 or more per year. It's true. And the reason that happens and is happening, there's a couple of reasons why. And I think this is pretty, this is pretty much the same across many of the art practices, whether you're music, you know, or performance art or whatever. Um, I think that's pretty dead on. Um, I was reading somewhere a couple years ago where they said that it takes an average of 15 years for somebody to get to the to a point where they can live off their art as a career and not work any on anything else. And I, th- I think that can get shorter. It's just that not ever it's the the knowledge of being able to do that isn't democratized right now. It's there's it's a lot, there's a lot of gatekeeping for that knowledge and artists that are able to do it. They're not really great about sharing that with other artists. They kind of hold that close to their chest because they're, they're afraid somebody's going to come you know, eat their lunch or whatever. Like that's, that's bullshit. That's it. Like there's plenty to go around. Trust me. Um, and so that's one reason why I think it takes that long. It's just because most artists, you know, they're not taught the business part in school. So even if you are really great at the skill part and you're not great at the, um, the business part and you try to, not everybody can get into a gallery. It's true. Not everybody's going to have the representation that some of these top one percenters have there's just not enough room in that space for everybody to have a, an equal piece um, it's true it's just not possible however 
it is possible for everybody to get the same amount of knowledge and that can shorten the years from 15 to something shorter. Just be careful when you look at somebody online and it looks like they're doing really well really quickly. That's not the norm. That's the exception. And I know because I've seen it, I've lived it, I've, I've known those people, I've, um, you know, and then I've also known the people that are like crushing it, but they've been doing it for more than 15 years. Case in point, my friend Preston Smith, PMS artwork um, online um, on Instagram. That's where he is mostly. Go check him out. He's been doing it for a while and he is making consistently somewhere between, I'm sorry, Preston, if you're listening to this, but I'm putting you on blast. I don't think you care because you talk about it. Um, but I think he's making somewhere between like six to $10,000 on average per month, which is really good. But he shows up every day. It's a job. And that's important for everybody to understand. In order to be successful, you have to show up on a consistent basis. Maybe not every like every single day, but consistently. Um, that's the only way that you're going to get to that goal quicker is just with the consistency. It's not like tips and tricks and like hacking the system and like suddenly you've overnight you've turned into this success. Please don't think that. And I've been I've been guilty of doing it too early on in my career. I'm like, oh, if I just post this one video up, I'll make it. Or if you know I make this piece of artwork, somebody will see it and I'll. It's not. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, that's not the way it's going to work. Um, and if you see, again, if you see people doing that and they do and they make it somehow or some weird way, it's the exception. It's the exception. There's not enough room for everybody to make it overnight like that. And you don't want to. You do not want that overnight success because it's fickle. It's fickle because for whatever reason you popped off overnight, you have to keep that up, you know, because that's what got you there. But if you do it slowly, methodically, with consideration and intention, you can get there. You can get there and it'll stay. It'll stick and it'll go longer and longer um, and you'll have a beautiful career without all this pressure. Trust me. So um, that's chapter two. Um, Again, it was lengthy chapter and this was a lengthy um podcast episode for the art book club uh find me on tiktok because i'm going to do in a short video gosh this was like 23 minutes so it, i definitely can't post a tiktok of 23 minutes but i'll try to cover some of the highlights on the tiktok and also go to the website alejandrofineart.com you can check out the blog i am linking some resources in the blog as soon as i get it posted up you'll find it there um again i have the uh, assessment tool i'm going to link that article or that post from the art business subreddit so you can see the poll and look at the numbers yourself i think there were like somewhere around 200 or 300 responses to that so it was a significant response um, to that poll it might be more now um now that a little bit of time has passed but go check that out too so i'll have some resources on the blog for you guys to use and that'll help you. And again, if you are just joining in the book club or if you're if you're on chapter two and you haven't gotten the book yet, I do have a link um, on the blog um, for the AFA book club. It's on the website and you can go to the bottom of the page and there's a link to the book. Um, it's on Amazon and uh, you can buy the book. I think you can buy the digital version or the physical version, which the newest edition came out in 2017. I have the old edition. So I'm pretty sure it's not too different. I'm sure it's probably mentioning more stuff about social media. But um, yeah, so that's the that's this week's um, chapter, chapter two. Next week is chapter three. So thanks for joining me. 
Um, hope you guys have a great weekend and make sure you guys are creating consistently. We'll talk then. Have a good one.